الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ان الذين قالوا ربنا الله ثم استقاموا تتنزل عليهم الملائكه الا تخافوا ولا تحزنوا ولا تحزنوا وابشروا بالجنه التي كنتم توعدون نحن اولياؤكم في الحياه الدنيا وفي الاخره ولكم فيها ما تشتهي انفسكم ولكم فيها ما تدعون نزلا من غفور رحيم صدق الله العظيم most respected students of deen mothers and sisters last week we briefly discussed some aspect of istiqamat of being firm on deen and we discussed the incident of a sheikh ul hind rahmatullah alay what kind of difficulties came upon him and how he remained firm remained steadfast just to take this topic further when a person has decided that he wants to walk the path of deen now some student has come to the madrasa maybe somebody came for the first time any madrasa for that matter person has come into a deeny environment somebody listen to some talk of deen somewhere somebody read some kitab authentic kitab of one of our akabir and as a result something came in the heart there was some effect that took place and the person decided that i want to now become obedient to allah tabaraka wa taala i don't want to follow the life of disobedience i don't want to live a life of disobedience i don't want to follow my own desires I want to become an obedient servant and an obedient slave of Allah Taala. After all, Allah Taala is my Creator. He gave me this life. Allah Taala blessed me with all the things I have, whether it's my eyes, my ears, my nose, my hands, my feet, my heart, my mind. Everything is from Allah Taala. Allah Taala has sustained me. He nourishes me. I breathe Allah Taala's air for free. the water allah taala gave can you imagine somebody suddenly there's no water not a drop of water around what happens a person is thirsty for a little while the person is restless imagine if there's no water allah taala gives us the water for free it comes from the skies for free then somebody else charges for piping it to us that's a separate issue allah taala blesses us water from the skies from the earth allah taala gave us our food to eat allah taala gave us everything and now after having benefited from all the bounties of allah taala to then disobey allah taala to use his bounties against his commands what a terrible injustice this is so a person now hears some talk of deen a person reads some kitab person comes to the madrasa and now something comes in the heart that i can't continue like this forever this is wrong life is very uncertain i could be gone forget tonight i could be gone before tonight i could be gone before the next hour the next minute i don't have any guarantee for so 
when this is the reality, I need to now redirect my life. I need to become conscious of Allah wa Taala, conscious of His commands. So now when a person makes this decision, then generally there are three obstacles that come in the way. There are three obstacles that come in the way. One is the obstacle of nafs. Every person, this nafs within, this nafs becomes an obstacle. The nafs desires or wants that whatever it desires, that must be fulfilled. This is what the nafs wants all the time. Whatever the nafs desires, that desire must be fulfilled. The nafs desires that I must look in a certain direction, then I must look. The nafs wants that if the nafs desires that you want to talk to somebody, you must talk to him. The nafs desires must start chatting, then it once must, do, must do it. Whatever the nafs desires, it wants that that desire must be fulfilled. So that is the nafs. And therefore, when a person has uh, decided that I am going to follow the path of deen, so the nafs becomes the first obstacle, that now if this person is going to follow what the commands of Allah Ta'ala are, and if I am going to desire something against that command, then it will mean I am going to be trampled. I am going to be suppressed. So therefore, I won't let this person continue in that decision. I won't let him fulfill that decision. So now the nafs will come with very heavy temptations. And it will come with full force. So, the nafs will become an obstacle that this person must not be allowed to proceed in the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. Otherwise, my desires are not going to be fulfilled. So therefore, the nafs now will become that obstacle and with great force. And that is why sometimes a person when he is living a sinful life, it seems like a lot of things he was just ignoring and carrying on and it didn't bother him. But he was living a sinful life in some aspects. And now when the person decided to become conscious of deen, suddenly everything seems to be becoming a major temptation. Everything seems to be coming right in front to drag him into different directions and the nafs is pushing from within. So this is that nafs becoming an obstacle. The second thing that becomes an obstacle is shaitan. Shaitan is an enemy and he's an open enemy. إِنَّ الشَّيْطَانَ لَكُمْ عَدُوٌ فَاتَّخِذُوهُ عَدُوًا In another ayat Allah Ta'ala says, إِنَّ الشَّيْطَانَ لَكُمْ عَدُوٌ مُّبِينَ That shaitan is an open enemy. Shaitan is your enemy. Treat him as an enemy. Now when this enemy sees that this person is now going to come out of my clutches, so he starts making a double effort. No, we can't allow this person to escape. This person is presently in my clutches. And now this person is trying to escape from my clutches. I will put additional measures to keep this person stuck right here. So, shaitan will bring some very glittering things. Shaitan will bring some various deceptions. For example, now the person decided I am not going to commit haram. Uh, I am not going to, for example, take any kind of bribes. So shaitan will put in his heart and mind that what bribes you are going to... You are not taking that bribe out of greed. You need it now. Your wife and children are going to start suffering. So you are just doing it out of need. Whereas it is totally haram. There is no such thing as doing taking bribes out of need. But shaitan will now put this in his mind. 
Shaitan will say, well, you speaking this lie, but this lie is out of a necessity. Uh, you need to now just save the situation for yourself for now. So there's a necessity for you to speak a lie. So you just lying for this necessity now. Then this person's habit becomes to lie out of, in inverted commas obviously, necessity. Shaitan creates a kind of fiction in his mind that this is a necessity. So now for this in inverted commas, this necessity, he keeps lying until he becomes a terrible liar. In every sense now he keeps lying. So how Shaitan brings this person away from the truth and involves him in a lie, whereas lying is a terrible sin, it's a major sin. When a person lies, the angels, the malaika flee from the person to the distance of one mile. Because there is a terrible stench and an odor that comes out from the person who lies. The human beings don't get the, don't manage to smell this, but the malaika are pure, they are clean, and they smell this and they run away. Imagine the angels of Rahmat, they run away one mile away from the person. So, therefore shaitan now will try everything in the person's, in his capacity to keep the person from running away, out of his clutches. So now the person decided, made the intention that I am now in madrasa. Madrasa teaches that we should not be involved in all these chatting and this internet and these blackberries and blueberries and whatever else. And uh, we should not be involved in all this Facebook and de-Facebook and Twitter and all these things that are taking us towards haram. So therefore now I am going to give up all this. So shaitan will come in various ways, but you actually were encouraging that person last time, and that person, you know, you, you got that reply saved, man. That that person replied to say that jazakallah, that you know, you really encouraged me, and uh, now I started even performing my salatu. So subhanallah, what a good thing you did. So now you're going to give up this, you're going to deprive others of that. So shaitan will use this as a ploy, and indeed this might have happened sometime, but as I said last week, or maybe the previous week that this technology is like a very, very dangerous knife. And in our hands, often we are like children with that knife. And we end up cutting ourselves. We can do good with it too, but we end up maybe cutting ourselves so badly, it might kill us. But shaitan will come with this ploy. So when a person has decided to move in the path of truth, shaitan will bring this. That now you're talking to that boy, but, you know, actually your intention is that you want to get married to him someday. So, so it can't be that bad. Now, shaitan will use this. Whereas to talk to that person, whether you are, forget, intend getting married someday, if the person is proposed, there's a date set for the nikah already, then too he's just as haram as any other stranger on the street. And to talk to him is haram. And to chat with him is haram. And this destroys all the noor that a person gets from learning deen, from performing salah, from doing other good actions, all that noor gets destroyed. So, shaitan will come in these various guises. So, nafs on the one hand will come and tempt in every direction and will come with full force with temptations. And shaitan will bring all these various taweels and interpretations and explanations that you are not doing it with the wrong intention. So, in other words, you're doing the right thing, uh, you're doing the wrong thing with the right intention. So can we imagine if somebody uh, comes and steals your money? Somebody has money with them. Somebody has a very valuable watch. Somebody's got a gold bangle. Somebody's got some diamond ring. So it gets stolen. Now you catch the thief. 
The thief says, there's the proof. I've got witnesses and I've got the proof. I sold that bangle for 10,000 rands. And then there's the proof. All these people themselves will stand evidence that I distributed this whole 10,000 rand among people who were starving. You had this gold bangle which was just lying and you were just storing it, just people looking at it. What, what great deal is that? And these people were starving. They had no food. You got no shame that you were keeping this bangle. I stole it from you, but I fed these people. You should be thanking me. Who is going to accept this? Is anybody going to accept this? That Fine, the person had a terrific intention. The person even distributed it to the right people. So it doesn't matter. He stole it. There is no crime in the stealing because he did it with the right intention. And he even went and distributed it to the poor. So if that is the case, then somebody steals your things and then gives it to the poor, then you should be happy about it. But nobody is going to be happy about it. Nobody will accept it that the person had the good, good intention. So the wrong thing with the good intention is fine. It's not fine. The wrong thing is wrong. You have to do the right thing with the right intention. So shaitan will bring in all these various things. They don't worry if you're doing it wrong, but you've got the right intention. The wrong thing with the right intention doesn't make it right. It is still wrong. It is totally wrong. So in any case, the second obstacle becomes shaitan. So first obstacle is nafs. The second obstacle is shaitan. And then the third obstacle are people. People become the obstacle sometimes when a person has decided to do good. person has decided to take the right path. person has decided to give up evil. Then people become the obstacle. And Allah Ta'ala warned us about this in the Quran Sharif from before that the shayateen whisper in the hearts of people the shayateen are min al-jinnati wa nas Some are the shayateen from the species of jinn. And then some human beings become the agents of shaitan also. And they do the work of shaitan. That shaitan is the one that distracts a person from righteousness and takes a person towards evil, towards sin. So some human beings become the agents of shaitan and they also become obstacles from the right path. Somebody wants to now move in the right direction. They mock the person, pass comments against the person and taunt the person and make the person feel that something is wrong with you. The person has decided, I am not going to chat anymore with anybody. I am not even going to touch these blackberries and strawberries. Well, strawberries by all means you can eat the strawberries. But the blackberry and all these things, I am not going to be touching it. So I am not going to be chatting with anybody. I am out of all these groups. And all these things, so somebody will come. But now, aren't you breaking friendship? Isn't that haram to break friendship? So who said it is breaking friendship if you're not part of a chat group? A person wants to save herself from haram. That this is a stepping stone to many, many evils. So I will not get involved in something that is so risky. Now a person, it's such a wonderful thing to go and feed the hungry. What a wonderful thing. Somebody is starving. They didn't have food the whole day. So now they are hungry. They are starving. Where they are living? They are living in one of the townships. So they are living in Amlazi or Kwamashu or somewhere, one of the townships. And now it's 10 o'clock at night. Now some girl says that what a you know, tremendous thing it is. What a great act it is to go and feed the hungry. So now she takes a walk from her house and she's walking to Kwamashu. 
she's walking to Amlazi. Why? Because some people are starving there, so she's got a some money she wants to distribute to them. So one packet of money she's taking, and some food, and she's taking a walk alone to Kwamashu to go and feed the hungry people. And now her parents suddenly realize she's walked out of the house, so they are extremely upset with her. Others are coming and telling her that, how can you do such a thing? She says, what is wrong with you all? Don't you all know to feed the hungry is such a good thing? And she starts reading all the ayat, all the verses of the Quran Sharif, that, The Quran says that they give preference over others, even they, if they are starving, must feed the hungry. So what will everybody tell her? That this has its place, but this is not the manner for you to go about it. Feeding the hungry is a very good thing. But you cannot go about it in this manner. You will risk everything. And for you it is not permissible to leave the house like this at night. So, the thing is that people will come and now put all these kinds of things. That now you want to break friendship. No, I don't want to break friendship. You are still my friend. I will meet you, I will talk to you, I will make salam to you. Sometimes I might exchange some hadiyah with you. I might give you some hadiyah even if you don't give me. Otherwise, just now you use the word exchange, the person might say that, uh, okay, you're expecting something from me. So you say, no, I'll give you some hadiyah to whatever it is. But what is risky, I'm not going to take a chance. I'm not going to touch these things. Because with the right intention also, I'll fall in a pit somewhere. I'll be walking this path to Amlazi and I'll get kidnapped on the way. I'm going for the right cause to go and feed the hungry, but I'll get kidnapped somewhere. And when I get kidnapped, it will be too late now to cry over that. It was my own doing. I was told, I was warned, this is a dangerous path, don't come out at night. And don't go to places which are risky. And there's no more risky Amlazi and Kwamashu because people generally have this notion in their minds that the townships are very dangerous, so don't go to these places. That's why I'm giving this example. Otherwise, nowadays, no place has become different. Whether it is Kwamashu or it is Overport or Asheville, every place is just as risky. So it is all the same. So the issue is that the noble intention is not good enough. That because there is a noble intention to do anything. So people will come to distract in this way. So nafs will come that that temptation is there but you know there is some enjoyment out of this. I must do this. The wrong things, nafs will tempt towards the wrong things. That there is some enjoyment in this. You know, there's a lot of excitement in it. I'm checking what that person is making me feel like I'm it. I'm the, you know, there's nobody like me. So that person is chatting and he's making me feel so good about myself. Now, how am I going to give this up? So nafs will bring all this. Nafs won't tell you that he's chatting to another 50 people and making them all feel that they are it. And he is just making fools of everybody. And I've said this many times. This is not just one story. This people tell us themselves this is what I was up to. Now I regret it. I'm making toba from it. But this is what I was up to. I was chatting to 15 people at one time and making everybody feel like they are it. But that it, I didn't tell them what that it means. In my mind, they were it meaning they were the biggest fools. I was making fools of them. Telling them, sweet talking them and making them feel that there's nobody like them. But what I meant was there's no fool like them. They were taking it the other way around. They were taking it in their own mind as something else. Because everybody's got this ego. They like to feel good about themselves. So this person now is blowing up this balloon. 
And then after that, something must just poke this balloon and this balloon bursts. Now the person is in depression. So let us not get fooled. So shaitan, nafs will come and make this, the wrong seem very, very attractive. And at this age, the age that we are in, the teenage years, and little before that also nowadays, this is a very delicate time. And this is the time that we have to just be steadfast. This istiqamat. And when a person has made this decision that I want to move forward, like the decision that everybody made to improve themselves. So everybody wrote down, inshallah, all wrote down and they are reviewing it. Also, the points that these are the things I need to work on. I need to rectify these problems in my life. And you wrote that between you and Allah Ta'ala. You made that pledge with Allah Ta'ala that I am going to now work on these things. That was between you and Allah Ta'ala. So now there was a decision. Now what is required is to remain steadfast on that decision. Now when a person made the decision, nafs is tempting. That No, this was something very exciting. So steadfastness and istiqamat is that I have made this decision. Now I am not going to go against this decision. I am going to remain steadfast. Shaitan is now coming and trying to shackle the person. That no, you can't run away from this haram. The person says, you can try what I will jump out of everything and I am going to be gone from here. I have made the decision. I am not going to remain stuck in these things. And human beings would come and in various ways become the obstacle. That no, you can't come out of this. And you're going to be breaking friendships, you do this. And uh, you're going to become like a hermit. And you're going to be this and that and the other. None of these things I'm going to listen to. I've made the decision to move forward. I'm going to now move forward. And when a person moves forward, this istiqamat with istiqamat and firmness, this is the biggest karamat. Al-istiqamatu fawqa alfi karamatin. Istiqamat, remaining steadfast, that when a person has made this decision to move forward, now nafs is tempting, the person says, I'm not going to go against this decision of mine. Shaitan is coming in the way, I'm not going to listen to shaitan, and I'm not going to be shackled by shaitan. I will break all the shackles, and I will move towards righteousness. People are coming and saying various things. Sometimes the people are those who are near and dear to, to one. Somebody wants to adopt parda. They don't want to talk to their cousins. They don't want to do things that are haram. They don't want to be involved in all this chatting. And now the own immediate family members, let's say you can't become too extreme. And you need to think before you do all these things. And what about all the other wrongs you're doing? Now you want to start wearing parda and you want to start staying away from talking to your cousins and you want to uh, do all these things. You must first sort your life out in all these other things. So if a person is doing ten wrongs and the person decides to do one right, then uh, this philosophy and this kind of argument and this kind of logic that till you don't bring the other nine things right, you mustn't do one right thing. Till you don't leave the other ten, nine wrong things, you mustn't leave this one wrong also. Then this is an upside down logic. That if a person is stealing, the person is uh, backbiting, the person is taking bribes, the person is doing other wrong things, so now the person decided that as of today I'm going to stop stealing. So somebody says, what's the use stopping stealing? Till you don't give up ghibat and you don't give up uh, uh, taking bribes and you don't give up uh, doing some other wrongs, then there's no point in you giving up stealing also. You must carry on stealing. What's the use giving up stealing? Now that is a totally upside down logic. 
Everybody will say, what kind of logic is this? If the person is doing ten wrongs, I decided to stop stealing. So Alhamdulillah, one big major crime the person has stopped. All the other wrong, nine things are very serious. He can't take that, that now because I stopped this one, so now the others I can carry on with. I've got to work on the others also. I've got to now make an effort to stop doing the other wrongs as well. But now because the other wrongs are still not yet stopped, then I mustn't stop stealing also. What kind of logic is this? Total upside down logic. But unfortunately this is all comes from the whisperings of shaitan. This upside down logic comes from the whisperings of shaitan. Shaitan whispers this. So that a person now gets carried away with this subverted logic. And some people then now say, yeah, what you say makes sense. What doesn't make sense, shaitan makes it sound like it makes sense. But that's because shaitan has clouded the mind. So what is without sense? Maybe you might just spell it out. What is nonsense? And you can say it even more easily. Shaitan makes it look like sense. Whereas it's not even worth half cent. So the thing is that people then become the obstacle. Now what is required is that a person has made a decision. So the decision requires firstly to recognize that these obstacles will come. We must recognize it. We must know it. The temptations of nafs will come. That you must carry on chatting. And somebody seems to be very interested in you. If you don't chat now, you might not have some proposal later. You might as well now just take this along. This is all people making fools of you. So know that these temptations will come. Especially in this age... All these temptations will come. These feelings will be there. But this is the time that we have to remain with istiqamat. Remain firm. And when a person remains firm in this time, we are building the foundation for the whole life to be happy later. In li- later. The foundation has to be very solid. When you're building a house, building a tall structure, then the foundation has to be very solid. There's steel in there, there's concrete in there. But when that foundation is solid, then that uh, ten-story building goes on it. And that ten-story building brings about great amount of income. And the person lives a comfortable life. But that foundation had to be very firm. And there's a lot of hard work in the foundation. So, a person now in this age of life said, I'm going to make that istiqamat, that foundation I'm going to build. Then the married life is happy. The person's general life is happy. Because the person took that difficulty of putting the foundation right. So this istiqamat is now developing that foundation. At this age. All these temptations will come but the person is remaining steadfast. Now, when the person has made the decision that I am going to remain steadfast. The steadfastness is now not restricted to madrasa. Many a person remains uh, starts doing something for madrasa, then that is not steadfastness. Istiqamat is that now it is Saturday, it is Sunday, those ma'amulat, those zikr, tasbihat, whatever I was doing Monday to Friday, I was doing it for Allah Ta'ala. It was just that it was made easy for me to do it for Allah Ta'ala by bringing it within a program, within the program of the day. But that program of the day wasn't to pass time. The program of the day was to make this a part of our lives. Now, istiqamat requires 
and al istiqamatu fawqa al fikramatin istiqamat is more valuable and it is greater in rank than a thousand karamats somebody flying in the air and somebody walking on water now how amazed we will be subhanallah look at this person flying in the air and he's not even flapping his hands birds have to flap their wings this person not even flapping his hands he's flying in the air that person is walking on the water and that person once Hazrat Rabia Basriya Rahmatullah she came and she found she came to the banks she found somebody performing salah he put the musalla on the water he's performing salah on water so this person whoever it was now whatever came over him he had this karamat so he put his musalla on the water now Musalla on the water, and then he's standing on the musalla. He's supposed to sink, but he's not sinking. He's performing salah very com- comfortably. So, any case, when that person finishes salah, she started flying in the air. So that person couldn't, ha- didn't have that ability of flying in the air. He still had to stand on something. Though it was water, he had to stand on something. So she flew in the air. Then she addressed the person and said, "That look." Standing on the water, this is no kamal, this is no achievement. Even a fish swims in water, so the fish can do this. It's inside the water and it's comfortable, it's floating. It's floating in the water, it's swimming in the water. So if you are on the water, what, what big deal is it? And then she said, if somebody flies in the air, what big deal is that? The fly also flies in the air. Look at the tawazo. She wanted to teach the person a lesson. So she compared him to a fish. That no big deal, the fish also swims. But then when it came to flying in the air, she said even a fly, a fly is now like a dirty creature. Because the Ahlullah always, they don't regard themselves as anything. Despite what they can do, they don't regard themselves as anything. Hassan Basri Rahmatullah one day he is sitting on the roof, a small little wall that is there on the side, he's sitting alongside that wall on the roof. And he is crying in Toba. The more greater they become, the more closer to Allah Ta'ala they become, the more they make Toba, the more they make Istighfar. Small little action has happened by mistake also, they regard it as a major thing. And they make Toba away. So he is sitting on top and he is crying, and he is crying so profusely that his tears are flowing. And his tears are flowing, and in this time he is making Toba. And while he is making Toba and his tears are flowing, he heard some sound and he just looked over the wall. And as he looked over the wall, one person was passing below, walking below. Now he's on the roof, this person is walking below. And he just looked over the wall, meaning he looked over, so his face was now outside the wall, in the air. And this one tear fell right down and fell on this person who was walking below. Now that person didn't know what happened, didn't know where this came from. Now he just got a little bit concerned and he shouted that this water that has fallen on me, is it park or napak? So he thought somebody threw something, so he wanted to just make sure that is this just water they threw or something nudges, now it fell on me, it fell on my clothes, so must I go and wash myself, wash my clothes? So he just asked, now he didn't know who's sitting there, what happened? He said this water fell on me, is it park or napak? So Hazan Basir Rahmatullah said, Oh please, please brother, please go and wash your clothes, it's napak. Because this is the 
tears of a sinner. This is the tears of a sinner. This my sins are included in these tears. So please, this thing is not parked. This is Najis. Please, now whereas it's not Najis, but he was so thinking of himself as impure that my tea is also impure. You must go and wash yourself. And then he uh, uh, he told this person in this manner, go and wash yourself. Now, his tears of repentance also, he regarded it as najis. And immediately, without a thought, he didn't say, Aray, what you talking about, park and napak, this is tears. And tears of repentance, he thought of himself as nothing. So Hazrat Rabia Basriya Rahmatullah also, she said to this person that flying in the air, what Kamal is that? Even a fly flies in the air, it's a dirty creature. But it flies in the air, so what? Somebody else can fly in the air, so what? A fly flies in the air also. Then she said, neither is that a Kamal or is this a Kamal? Kamal and perfection and something that is an achievement is that the person is conscious of the Sunnah. The person is following the way that Allah wa Ta'ala has commanded, the person is not disobeying Allah wa Ta'ala, that is Kamal. So istiqamat, it comes back to the same istiqamat, that to remain steadfast. So now the person, we are being taught in the madrasa, our ma'amulat, our tasbihat, etc. So now comes Saturday, comes Sunday, comes the holiday, if now the person says, well, it's Saturday today, there's no madrasa today, so I don't have to do it. It's Sunday today, it's holiday today, so I don't have to do it. So then we haven't understood the purpose of our coming to madrasa. And istiqamat has not been achieved. It is salah time now. So now because it is holiday, because it is the weekend, so now salah is being missed. Allah forbid, what a terrible thing. Or the salah is being delayed. Last minute now the person is running to perform the salah. So it means that istiqamat has not been achieved. Or we are not working towards istiqamat. Whereas this is the biggest karamat. Flying in the air is not the big thing. The biggest karamat is istiqamat. To remain steadfast. What we have to do, we have been taught to do it in madrasa, our salah, our mamulat, etc. So whether it's weekend, whether it's holiday, whatever day it is, whether it's madrasa day, it is being completed without any lapses in it. And what we have to refrain from. We have made a decision. I'm not going to do these wrong things. Now to remain steadfast on that. This is istiqamat. And this is the biggest karamat. One great personality, Sirri Sakti Rahmatullah He once was traveling, so he stopped. It was, he was tired, or whatever. So he stopped under a tree to rest. So now when he lay down for a while and then he finally opened his eyes after sleeping for a while he's still laying down there and he can hear some sound somebody is saying something so when he paid attention where is the sound coming from he realized that the sound is coming from the tree the tree is speaking something somebody will say this tree is speaking something he must have been dreaming still. he only thought he was awake he must have been fast asleep but when Allah Ta'ala wishes Allah Ta'ala will give the tree, give a stone, give anything the ability to speak. On the day of Qiyamah, Allah Ta'ala will give the limbs the ability to speak. A person's hands will testify against him. This hand will say, I was made to keep pressing those buttons and keep making this person look at haram. 
And the hand will say that I was the one that navigated that internet to come to this point. And the feet will say I was made to walk and go to this haram place. The eyes will say that I was made to look at all this haram. And everything will give evidence against the person. And then when this person will be astonished, how is all this speaking? They will say, Allah Ta'ala made us speak. That Allah made everything speak today. So the time when Allah Ta'ala wishes something to speak, Allah Ta'ala make it speak. So Allah Ta'ala gave that tree the ability to speak. So now he paid attention, what is this tree saying? So the tree is addressing him and saying to him, Ya Sirri kun mithli. O Sirri, Sirri Sakti Rahmatullah O Sirri, kun mithli, become like me. So he was astonished, this tree is saying something, and this is what it's saying, become like me. So he sat up, and then he responded, he replied, and he said, Kefa akunu mithlak, that you are asking me to be like you, so how can I become like you? What will make me like you? So the tree replied, and the tree said, what I am, the lesson I am teaching you to become like me is, that, Annasu yarmunani bil ahjar wa ana armihim bil asmar that people throw stones at me people throw stones at me when there's a f- fruit tree so now the mango is high up or some other fruit it's high up so now people often we might have seen this happening they take stones and they throw the stones at that point where the fruit is hanging so that with the force of that stone that will it will break that twig and that fruit will fall so the tree is saying that people throw stones at me and in return I throw fruit at them people throw stones at me and in return I throw fruit at them so this is istiqamat now well uh, this is the not istiqamat this is the quality of the tree that the tree is saying, be like me in this quality. That when people throw evil at you, somebody threw a bad word at you, somebody threw some abuse at you, then you throw some good word at him. You present some good thing in return. Then now, you are fulfilling this lesson. Somebody said something that was hurtful, you say something kind. Somebody did something that was wrong, somebody did something that was incorrect, you do something that was correct. That is correct. So, this is the lesson that the tree gave, that you become like me like in this, in this regard, that people throw stones at me, and I throw fruit at them. So, any case, Siddhi Sakti Rahmatullah he listened to this, what a wonderful lesson, and indeed, this is a great thing, this is something which is a lesson from the Hadith Sharif, somebody has done wrong to you you return that wrong with good you return that person's ill treatment with good treatment so mashallah what an excellent lesson but then something crossed his mind that subhanallah this tree has got such a wonderful quality but how come this tree then still ends up in the fire in other words he asked the tree after that that subhanallah what a good lesson you've gave me but فَكَيْفَ مَسِيرُكَ إِلَى النَّارِ فَكَيْفَ مَسِيرُكَ إِلَى النَّارِ How come you end up in the fire? Fire is azab. What he meant was 
that eventually people come and chop you up and use you as firewood. So you have such a wonderful quality in you, you still end up in the fire. You should be not ending up in the fire, not ending up in azab. So serious, uh, so the tree then replied, the tree replied that yes, I have this very good quality in me, but there's one problem with me also. And because of this problem in me, I end up becoming firewood. So he said, what is the problem? He said, فَأَمِيلُ بِالْهَوَاءِ هَاكَذَا وَهَاكَذَا The tree replied, this was a lesson, Allah Ta'ala wanted to give a lesson. The tree replied, that I keep going with the wind. You know, as they say, this is a common expression in English also, that you go with the wind. Whichever direction the wind blows, you've gone in that direction. So now the wind of BBM is blowing, person gets blown over. The wind of Facebook blows, person gets blown over. The wind of Twitter blows, person gets blown over. The wind of some fairs, everybody is going to some fair, person is blown over. Everybody is going, the wind is blowing, whichever direction the wind blows. And maybe sometime the wind will blow in some good direction, there's some uh, program taking place, then we'll just go in that direction too. After we come out from the program, then the wind is blowing in some other direction, some friend told us something, we've gone with the wind. So the tree is saying, when the wind blows towards the east, I just start falling over in that direction. When the wind is blowing towards the west, I am falling over in that direction. Whichever direction the wind blows, in other words, I am not steadfast. I am not firm. And because I just keep going with the wind, whichever direction. Now it is holiday time, then holiday. Holiday means don't do anything. So now I just go with the holiday wind. So no mamulat, no tilawat, no namaz, or namaz is getting delayed. I'm just going with the wind. And if it is madrasa time, then the wind is blowing in this direction, then I'm doing everything. So because I, though I have such good qualities in me, but I don't have steadfastness, I'm not firm. As a result, I just blow with the wind. This is the result that I end up in the fire. So the lesson is that we remain firm. That as one poet says, Chalo tum idarku, hawa ho jidarki. You keep coming in this direction, in the right direction, whichever way, direction the wind is blowing. Hawaho jidarki, chalotum idharuko. You keep coming in the right path. And sometimes when the wind is blowing in the wrong direction, and you going against the wind, then you've got to push yourself a bit. It's a very strong wind. And the wind is blowing in the easterly direction. And you're walking towards the west. So now this is, you've got to push yourself. But when you push yourself, you'll reach your destination. Otherwise, that wind will carry you and dump you somewhere in the sea. So you don't go with the wind. You go in the direction of the destination. Whichever way the wind is blowing, you got your destination. The destination is Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. The destination is Jannat. So to get to Jannat, we have to stay on the road of Jannat. We can't get blown off the road. Otherwise, we'll be in destruction. So this is the lesson that we have to adopt. We have to bring deep down in our hearts and minds. We have to fill this in our lives. The lesson of istiqamat. May Allah tabarak wa ta'ala give me and all of us the tawfiq to remain steadfast on whatever we are learning. Pass it on to others as well. Let us not be waylaid by the obstacles of nafs, of shaitan. And shaitan in the human form as well. The agents of shaitan. And let us not become ourselves 
the agents of shaitan in any way also, that we start stopping others from good, or we encourage others towards evil, otherwise we will become the agents of shaitan. Allah ta'ala save us from that as well. وَآخِرُ دَعْوَانَا عَنِ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك جزا الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحابه اجمعين والحمد لله رب العالمين